Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What. Today, we've got Michael Corcoran on. He's the head of social media at Ryanair. Hi, Michael. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you? I am very good, thanks. Four or five days in, six days into a new year, and we're already causing chaos. How, how bad is that? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do, Michael? Well, yeah, look, as you explained, I'm head of social media for Ryanair. I am or have the privilege to sit um, at the helm of probably one of the most provocative social media brands out there at the moment, and we're only getting started. Um, I lead out a team of, of seven to eight people uh, delivering social media content for Europeans' biggest airline. Um, it's a very lucky role to be in, and it's a very exciting role because it's much, much different to what I've done before in the world of social media. Contradicts a hell of a lot of what I would have done in the past for corporate brands. Um, but it's good because we have a brand with a, a heritage and, and a DNA and, and being disruptors and I get to have a little bit of fun with that. Yeah, do you know, I mentioned that you were coming on tonight to my uh, to my girlfriend. She went, oh, I absolutely love their TikToks. Um, so it, it looks like it's a bit different to your traditional sort of social media role, like you said, that you'd associate with a sort of corporate brand. Yeah, it is indeed. It's, it, it's kind of like the unpolished and perfect world where creators brands and humans and even droids and bots god knows what else is on that channel can be you know imperfect self-deprecating and deliver content in a way that is 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 wanted by the world these days mm. um tiktok is such a, an exciting space because the platforms and and what people are looking for in terms of content is is evolving from that fake filtered world and a uh, perfect lifestyle that has been brought to everyone's attention by the likes of Instagram and beyond. And they're looking for reality and a place to, to, to escape and be entertained uh, in a chaotic world that we're in today. And TikTok is a platform that does it. And we've been very, very lucky in, in how we've approached it. And I guess we've approached it in, in the way that um, is right. We put a, a, a Gen Z or, or, or young people at the heart of, of running the channels. We deliver content in a way that is unpolished and imperfect and we play on trending topics and sounds that gets us traction every time we go onto the channel mm. and we're, we're quite lucky in how we've got ahead with that and how we get the ability to turn around the content so fast without rigorous approvals from senior people um which which is great it's it, it's probably the reason why we're ahead or a little bit ahead of many other brands because you know i don't believe they probably have that uh, flexibility or freedom to do it mm. it's so interesting isn't it like like you just said actually i wouldn't personally usually follow corporate businesses or you know businesses in general really because their content tends to be very watered down and very you know we can't say the wrong thing do the wrong thing but like you said people now actually just want the reality you know self-deprecating use that word that's really interesting to see that's coming into the world of sort of social media within corporate companies so how did that well, sort of well, to be fair, not a lot. A lot mm. of brands aren't doing it because they're not willing to do it. And some of them just can't because they position themselves as a premium brand offering premium experiences, including mm. in the, the category that we're in from an airline point of view. They don't have the license to do, which is why we probably have an advantage over everybody else. Um, and we're very lucky to have that. Like as a brand and business, we have a heritage to be provocative and different from our early days in PR where our, our gaffer and chief, Michael O'Leary, was the face of PR. And he said mm. and did a lot of interesting things over the course <laughs> of, of Ryanair's development. And it's almost like we're taking the 
the elements of that and modernizing it in new media like social and doing the right thing and not a lot of brands or corporate brands probably have the ability to do that and um, so for others to do it they, they probably would need to be brave and have a lot of buying and trust to do so where here we've been lucky that it just naturally happened because it's synonymous with the brand mm. so let's go back a bit and talk about how you actually got into the world of social media Oh, good question. Well, in my early days, uh, believe it or not, I worked as a bouncer and a doorman in, in security nightclubs in my college days. Um, I guess that was the social media before social media <laughs> was a thing. I was the community manager on the front door of a nightclub deciding <laughs> who was going in or who was going out to engage and have a good time. And if yeah. anyone was naughty or misbehaved, I, I, I took the trolls out of the nightclubs. <laughs> uh, but that that paid for my education and I moved up to Dublin City after some time and I, I got some early marketing roles in, in PR. And my early days would have been PR prior to when Facebook was actually a thing. I'm starting to show my age a little bit here, but <laughs> be, be, being someone who's dyslexic and somebody who isn't very good at writing, being in the world of PR didn't marry very well. And as a stubborn person coming from a, um, a workhorse farming background, um, I wasn't willing to step away or been told I couldn't do something, but I, I slowly learned. And one of my previous bosses, Sharon Murphy, who um, is an absolute gem and um, a, a good people manager, and she convinced me to look at and explore different things. And, and that's what I did. And I would have been working early days there when Facebook started to emerge on, on brands such as Guinness and Tree Mobile in, in Ireland and um, doing basic social media. But we thought we were the, the the, the, the best things in sliced bread when it came to <laughs> delivering it, um, but we didn't have a bloody clue. But I started to get a grow for how we were able to deliver content that was a little bit more creative on the platforms, um, engaging with people and building communities. And I saw it as an opportunity to potentially to, to pivot and, and change roles. So I kind of worked about building my skill sets within that world, started to move into other digital agencies, um, a couple of independent ones in Ireland, one called in the company of Huskies, uh, the other then 8020 were. And uh, once I got into that role and I got to apply my, I guess, the natural creative capabilities that I had and, and the natural uh, skills I started to, de to, to develop around identifying opportunities to be creative and lettering it back to a business or brand. My kind of career accelerated pretty fast after that, like in, in six years, I, I went from a an entry level account executive or an internship to a head of a department in a, in a, in a social media and digital agency. And wow. the rest they say, I guess, is history. After that, I spent two to three very good years in Paddy for a Betfair. And now I'm sitting in, in the seat of, of Ryanair and I'm a very lucky boy. Wow. Yeah. Very cool journey. I mean, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, social media? We've, we've had a few people on um, within the world of social media and it's still it's still a very new-ish industry to go into and and have a lot of uh, you know jobs in it because I guess when you first started there wasn't particularly many jobs in it but it's kind of exploded in I mean last three four years yeah not many jobs and then uh, when you did get a job you essentially had to be the community manager the creative the copywriter the videographer the, the <laughs> designer at uh, the the crisis management you had to do so many and fulfilled so many roles within the platforms that was a bridge too far and that was down to lack of understanding or the opportunity of social in its early days but look you touched on it even people coming into the career now it's, it's much different than what it was five to ten years ago and um, the platforms that are emerging the approaches to how you deliver it there's no one 
way to set up a team. There's no one way to deliver social for a brand or business. Now, I could argue that there's a lot of people who are still trying to do that and sell that to brands and businesses and not doing a very good job. And that's the problem you have with that vanilla corporate brand Mm. approach that people don't like but like why would you follow a brand on social media like what what value does it have unless you've been drawn in from some sort of billy basic reward competition mechanic or you had a problem where you needed to solve it and you had to follow the account to send them a direct message to complain and give out to them so you you know it's just what is the reason to follow corporate brands this brand love thing and everything that's going on it, it it's nonsense so for a lot of brands social can be delivered in a very valuable way but a very different way that um a lot of people are getting wrong but we'll go back to your point on the career point of view it's you know it's very different now to where it was before your social media specialist or social media manager and the role that they play is has changed and you know look at new platforms like that are coming out of less public facing apps like scored and an environment such as twitch and roblox you know, they're social media managers at the moment and, and very experienced people who aren't even scratching or touching on their knowledge or capabilities within there. And there's the starting point in the places I, I guess social media professionals of tomorrow need to look at. Mm. Um, th- then you match that with the creator economy, like people are building their own brands themselves and building their own presence and their own opportunity within social media and the creator economy is growing faster and faster so you know even brands and thinking about how they did it on social or how they work with social people you need to consider how you you could you, you look at people like them and the people who've developed their brands and their platforms and how they could potentially add value to what you do either within a role within your business or, or partnering with them mm-hmm. uh, i know i'm speaking on a tangent here but if i could simplify it there's no right or wrong way to doing social. There's no right or wrong brand uh, setup or brand structure for a social media professional. What people need to get better at is understanding the role it plays for the business and then understanding where their, where their audience is, where they can grow and what actually value it's delivering. And if they don't know why they're doing that, well, why the hell are they doing it in the first place? Yeah, no, it's a great point. And I guess the other sort of question we, we kind of touched right there is there are a lot of different specialisms now in social media. It's not just, Ooh. you know, you're a social media account manager. There are so many different specialisms. But if you could just give us an example of maybe two or three different jobs you've got at your team at Ryanair and what they do on sort of a day-to-day basis. Yeah, so when I came in my early days, um, the team was structured a little bit differently than what I started because of where I started to unpack and, and how I wanted to future-proof the team. Our team is essentially split into two units or divisions. I'm trying to find the cool, trendy words to call them right now, but let's call, <laughs> let's call them units to start with. Um, our strategy is very simple, and if I could simplify it, is that we want to be the most talked about, it, about brand on, on and off social media. So anything we want to do, we want to drive a reaction and provoke some sort of value from an entertainment point of view, tapping into conversations and also delivering, say, activations where we can decrease friction around how we operate as a business, which is one of a big problem and pain point for us. So with that team set up, we've divided it into two units, one where we call it reactive and community, where the role of that unit and team is all about being on the pulse, being uh, uh, relevant to topical and delivering creative ideas at pace to drive a reaction or response with, with, with an audience. Mm-hmm. And the knock-on effect of that then is trying to get attention from PR and media to try and then spill that piece of content over into newsworthy pieces of articles that then gets people to talk about it offline and, and off social media channels as well. The other part of that then is the community side of things. So 
we have a job to improve the sentiment of the brand and as a whole, but not just on social media. And you know, delivering vanilla corporate content is not going to do that. So the tone of voice and the character and the characterization of the Ryanair admin or person is going to be an important pillar to our strategy as well. And what we'll be trying to do is we're seeing, and this is a lot of learning off TikTok, that if we engage below the piece of content that we publish or deliver on our channels in the right way that is relevant and resonates with this audience, we're seeing greater engagement within the replies and the comments on the piece of creative to the actual piece of creative itself sometimes. Wow. Uh, taking an example of a piece of video content on TikTok may have hit four to five million views, but the engagement with the comments and the replies to people within those videos, we're getting hundreds and thousands of millions more engagement <laughs> below that. So there's a value to it. And what, what that's happening to us, it, it's allowing us to, again, change the sentiment of what was there in the past, improve how people perceive us and like us and be less pissed off with us. Um, and it's also <laughs> driving greater reach and engagement of the content. And if we can start to nail that, we can then nail how we grow reach and scale and grow interactions as a whole. Wow. wow. Um, then there's the other side of the team, which is the brand activations or social activation side. So their role is a bit more, let's say at the moment, corporate brand-esque, where their responsibility is to deliver the, the business messaging and metrics are within the business, uh, delivering campaigns and activations based on a wider marketing campaign. But also that we'll be tasked with identifying bespoke opportunities to create always on content in the tone of voice and style that is relevant to us. I touched on things earlier, like the creator economy and collaborations, because we've got such a big following of 8.4 million people across our channels at the moment and growing. Mm. Uh, we have the ability to probably be attractive to other brands and creators to actually collaborate with, to get reach and scale and add value. So we will find ways to work with creators and collaborators to solve problems or actually tap into other interest groups or subcultures where we use an activation of that 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 style to create peaks of of impact throughout the year and those peaks of reach and impact potentially will reach audiences that may not be engaging with our content at the moment they may be seeing within the media or been shared on their channels a piece of Ryanair content and may have got a um, an entertainment value or a giggle from it but they wouldn't be active consumers of our content by using these sort of collaborations and activations then that team will start to build almost like an entry path or like a um, a, a spike of of awareness that we then try and help incrementally grow our reactive and always on content over time to be greater and greater reaching more people uh, creating more followers and delivering better engagement rates on our content as a whole wow I mean, I'm a little bit of a marketing geek in my own time, and I'm absolutely loving mm. this. <laughs> this is great, really cool. But how how much do you think the industry is set to sort of grow? You know, we talked about it's very new and there's there's now more jobs in it. But even your team itself, you know, how much do you think the industry is going to grow in the next five, 10 years? It's a difficult one to answer because the infrastructure of, say, social media as a whole is so fragmented and mm. there's so many different things to do. Let's take it from a... A traditional advertising point of view if you look at the data at the moment you're looking at video advertising on youtube is 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 reaching about is a 30 or 40 percent of overall ad spend within the world globally at the moment which is a massive number when you compare that with tv and traditional marketing yeah. the funny point in the crossover to that though is there is a huge percentage of those ads being consumed on actual tvs at home based on people chromecasting and watching their youtube app on their tv where i'm getting to that is like 
Social as a way to build a brand is still a rich place. Would I say it's better than TV at the moment? Hell no. If you have the ability to spend and reach on TV, you go and do it. But it should not be ignored as a brand building channel with paid media in mind. Um, in terms of everywhere else, it's, it's quite difficult to simplify that because you've got almost like traditional channels, like traditional TV in social media right now, your Facebooks, your Twitters and your Instagrams. They're almost becoming legacy accounts, even though they're still in, in their infancy in, in time and age compared to traditional marketing. But you're seeing new worlds and challenges exploring that are really on top that have a future and a place for for people to to engage in communities to build. You, you see why Facebook have changed to Meta, for example, because mm. they understand the role of the metaverse and virtual reality and augmented reality is going to play on the way people engage. You see tools like Roblox and Minecraft and, and gamification happening where they understand that that's where the youth of the day are going to be socializing in online more and less on the traditional or old social media channels. Can't believe I'm even saying that in Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> and Instagram. It's it's so difficult to understand, and you would be foolish not to think and explore those areas or, of of opportunities in those new platforms. However, there isn't a need for the majority to worry about that right now, unless it's right for a brand or a personality to be exploring in that space, or it's right for the business and that's where their audience are and mm -hmm. the opportunity lies there to solve whatever problem you're trying to do with social and um, some of the crossover timeless truths of marketing and brand building still apply but can be applied within your traditional social towns to deliver for most brands and for most brands and I mentioned it earlier why this is a, a, I'm, I'm almost contradicting everything I've done over the last 10 years with Ryanair I would never have suggested taking a publisher or a creator model for a brand to any brand or business because of time resource and budget that can be better spent in clever creative paid media campaigns to drive brand awareness drive consideration and to convert customers I would have always went with that mentality then everything else is a bonus and mm -hmm. uh, but here in Ryanair it's completely different and my 10 years of experience has taught me not to, to take the same blueprints and apply it else everywhere. It's to get it under the hood of the business, try and address some of the problems that social can solve for the business, look at the time, resource and budget available, and then consider what's the best route to delivering success and where to do it. I think this is probably a bit of an unfair question, but if you're, if you're thinking about it and somebody's thinking, you know, I want to get in social media, what would be two or three key skill sets you would suggest they learn before going into the world of social? The, I guess the, the most important one for me is like, if, it, if it's in the context of getting into social media as a profession to work in, in brands or work for brands, the timeless truths of marketing will always stay and there are important levers. However, there's challenges that face those timeless truths of brand building and growth and consideration and driving awareness um, and driving recall. You know, my first thing would be still study and understand the principles of marketing. Mm -hmm. The principles of building brands will never, ever change. It's just how you do it will differ from brand to brand based on certain elements, components and opportunities that lie. The life stage of the size of the brand, how well aware the brand is and how big the brand is and how you need to then build and continuously build over time. So point number one, understand the timeless truths and the basics of building, brand building and marketing. There's people you need to follow and books you need to read. How brands grow uh, by... Um, uh, Byron Sharp, 
um, Bennett and Fields, the long and short of it, understanding how long-term and short-term tactics within marketing grow brands over time. And then for heaven's sake, go and find Mark Ritson and listen to everything that man has to say, whether you agree with it or not. Once you get that as your foundations, now you start to look at, okay, where am I working within brand marketing and then the roles and the types of opportunities social may deliver? With those timeless truths, you'll be able to make the decisions in a fragmented world, which is social with so many channels and so many ways of doing things. It will inform you to probably make some better rational decisions. You match that with then understanding the platforms, the knowledge, and you understanding how paid, organic and earned media work. You understand how and what motivates people to be on those channels and you start joining the dots then to make better decisions on how you can actually deliver on, on these channels and mm. um, the last point then is it's not the same solution to a problem for every brand or business and you need to be okay with that and uh, you need to come in an open mind be okay to get it wrong sometimes because there's so many ways to delivering it and nobody is right and nobody is wrong However, if you use the principles of marketing, if you build your knowledge and as much rationale as possible to make the best informed decision as to why, you're going to probably have a better chance of succeeding and being consistent at it then. Mm. And how do people stand out to you? You know, when you've been hiring for positions within social media teams, how, how has somebody stood out to you? What, is it something they've done, a skill set they have? Um. It, de again, it, it, it depends, and I probably will say this a lot. Uh, it depends on the type of role and the type of business I am. Again, having a basic knowledge of how to build a brand on social, it goes back to the point I made, having an understanding of what has influenced your train of thought. Uh, depending on the brand or the side of social, then I need to understand how there's an opportunity to do things different. Uh, what always stands out as important to me is somebody then who may have a conflicting or a different view on the world of social that brings a different thought or mindset to it that isn't coming with an approach that they feel this is categorically the right thing to do, but they're coming with a different viewpoint based on good sounding rationale and experience and thought. Um, and if, if, if that type of person is, is coming to me who's not afraid to say no or to challenge i'm attracted to that type of person to work with me and work with the brands that i, I work on and um, i like people who are curious and then i like people who are relentless in delivering things consistently over time and if i can see those signals and signs of that type of person and um, you know i there, there's there's ways and things that can build and, and develop around what i do and what type of teams that i build and for you is it we always have this discussion on this podcast, sort of CV versus an online sort of portfolio, whether it's an account you've grown on social media or something you can show you've, you've done. How do you go about, do you like CVs or do you like portfolios? What's your sort of take on it? It depends. Again, if it's a, somebody who's strategically driven, a CV is a good starting point because I get an understanding of the caliber of brand and the business they've worked with, which means then I can go and check to see the type of work that may have been delivered on the channels. Um, the CV for me is just the entry point to seeing do they have the experience to fit that position and sometimes I don't look for the experience which is another thing I look for somebody who's different and who may be raw and who may be curious and there might be elements within their personal life or personal interests that may attract me to know that they're curious and they may add value elsewhere so the CV is important but it just needs to be simplified if it's then somebody moving into more of a creative role I'm going to see I want to see the work I want to see their capabilities 
But again, that's easy to showcase your best work. And if it's somebody who I need for a reactive role that needs to design at pace, it's probably more than as, as they go through the process, a, a task or a challenge to deliver on that or, or even doing that in advance as part of the, the application process. And this is not my idea in any way, but I, I noticed an ex-colleague of mine in Paddy Power, when he, he's currently recruiting and I loved his idea, he was looking for somebody to be a community manager uh, from a football point of view for their platforms. He asked for their CV to be sent, but he also said, set up a dummy account or use a personal account, pick a football match over the next couple of days and basically live tweet it and send me the link, link to that content with your CV so he can make an informed decision about the quality of their work in a real environment, which is a great example. So it would differ, and I would make that decision based on the type of role. So CV sure. important, yes, and then I'd make it from a strategic or creative point of view, the task or the requirement needed after that. Most important then is, is trying to read the type of person in the room mm-hmm. and look and see if they're one, the right fit for the team. Again, the curious, the curious element, the relentless element, and the ability to challenge and be constructive and critical and not be a yes person. I don't need yes people, I need people to challenge. Wow, love it. And for you personally, what's been the biggest positive um, working in social media? I've got soft hands. <laughs> uh, it's madness, uh, Daniel, when you think about it. If you were to tell me 10, 12 years ago that I would be getting paid to work on social media for a living um, and doing quite well, uh, I would have laughed at you. Um, I'm not a firefighter. I'm not a builder. Um, I get to deliver content or a career day to day that is that's fun and challenging, but not mm-hmm. challenging in the way it is for most other people working in, in other stressful environments and hardworking environments. So I'm lucky to have soft hands and I get to sit in my ass all day um, <laughs> and, and, and have a bit of fun. Um, so I'm very privileged about that. Sure. And then on the flip side of that, what's something that's maybe a bit less favorable about working in industry? Boundaries, mm. separation. Um, I think the hardest thing and something I've, I, 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 I've, it's taken me a long time to do and I'm still not great at it, is to separate and switch off. Obviously, we all use and most people use social from a personal point of view, but the habit of going in and checking your, your accounts and checking your brand accounts to see how they're performing. I still do that. Mm. Um, and it's difficult to switch off and have boundaries to, to separate from the world of social media to, you know, personal life and, and getting getting off the grid. That, that can be a big challenge. And if you are coming into this career or you're in it and you're, you, you want to try and have a better balance, you need to get better at, at compartmentalizing and, and changing that because it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult thing to do and probably is one of the bigger downsides. It's a bit like, it's a, bit like a, a habit or an addiction. Mm. And then what's something that's probably not in your job description, but you have to deal with on a daily basis when working in social media? <laughs> that's an interesting one. Uh, <laughs> something that I have to do that in social media that I, I didn't think I would have to do. And um, I don't know, because there's so many things on fastest that you have to be able to do all the time. And mm. um, that's that, I, that I, nothing is nothing is a, of a shock to me. So it's a, I, I don't really have an answer for that one. No, that's fine. Uh, that, that's an answer in itself, really. Yeah, it's just well, you're, you're so involved in everything and everything is so central to social that um, it's difficult. I guess one thing uh, mm. that, that springs to mind is 
didn't think I would have to continuously educate the same basics of social media as I move around from career to career in the last 12 years. I thought that at this point that even the basics of understanding the role social media plays and the power of building brands and the basics of how it works, I thought that senior people within businesses would have a better understanding of it but they don't. Now that's probably down to that they don't have time mm. to get ingrained in some of the basics, but you know, one thing I'm probably, I'm doing that I didn't ex- think I would have to do is like, ex- explain that just because you publish a piece of content on social media, doesn't mean you're going to reach that 8.8 million people straight away. And <laughs> there's algorithms and there's reach restrictions and there's blockers to try and reaching that amount of people. And it's much more considerably smaller every time you do it and there's challenges to trying reaching as many people as possible yeah. i thought that most people would get that these in, in this day and age but so many still don't and they I, feel that once you t- tweet something it goes to everyone i think that's interesting and also a bit of an opportunity for those listening to this because if you're still finding this this deep into social media that means there's a lot of opportunity for others to do it elsewhere right oh yeah indeed i mm. totally agree with that and just to just to round off, would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now? Um, I think so because I like the, the creative challenge that it's brought to me. Um, I do get a satisfaction um, about how we can be clever within these environments, and it's it's never a dull day because the channels emerge and change so many times, and it, it's not set strict rules where it's black and white and you execute all the time, a bit like television per se, in terms of a television ad or television creatives. That's not the disrespect, the creative challenge of delivering a 30 second spot time after time after time and nailing it. But it's just so different. And I'm always curious about everything and how it evolves. So I like it from that aspect. If I had the opportunity to be in a different career, it would 100% be farming. (laughs) Definitely. Um, well, Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure um, having you on. You've given so much knowledge and um, advice to everyone. So thank you so much for taking the time. No problem. So listen, it's, it's been enjoyable. Um, hopefully my tangents weren't too confusing. <laughs> no, they were good. And where can people find you, what you're up to and, and anything like that? Look, I guess the, the best thing to do is, is I'm on LinkedIn. You can find Michael Corcoran or search for head of social media, Ryan Air. From a social point of view, my social channels are kind of um, a bit boring, so I wouldn't be going looking for me for any inspiration as a, as a social media person. But you can find me on Twitter at Le Machine. Um, and if anyone has any questions, come my way. And funny enough, I am hiring two people at the moment. So if anybody's listening over the next couple of weeks and they're working social media and um, want to consider come working on Ryanair, yeah, come. DM me and I'll share a job spec and I can clear up any questions you might have. Oh, amazing. Brilliant. Well, thanks again, Michael. Thank you, sir.